It's time now for the rural news with Sally Murphy in Ōtutahi and farmers heading to field days might struggle to get accommodation. Kia ora Charlotte, that's right. The Chief Executive of the National Field Day Society has reiterated concerns social housing has fueled an accommodation shortage in Hamilton. The Waikato Motel Association says motel-based emergency housing has affected the sector's ability to cater for people attending the large agricultural trade show. Peter Nation says accommodation has been tight in previous years, but the situation is much worse now. He says field days attracts 130,000 people, and if they can't stay locally, it will have a significant impact. It's not good for our event um, because it's so big. People probably need more than a day to have a look around, and it's certainly not good for the economy of the Waikato um, because if people stay over, they spend money on obviously accommodation, uh, food and beverage and services. It's a fine balancing act. I understand there's about 1,400 people in social housing and we have a social conscience, so they have to live somewhere. But, but there are also agencies within the Waikato doing a lot of work to um, attract accommodation operators. I believe there's two or three resource consents in for new hotels because the other challenge the Waikato's got is it's a, a really fast-growing region. Peter Nation says when the three Hamilton MIQ hotels were no longer needed, they were filled up immediately with those needing emergency housing. To other news, dairy prices have finally turned a corner with a lift at the global dairy trade auction overnight. The average price rose 2.4% to $3,623 a tonne. Jardin Head of Derivatives Mike McIntyre says after three consecutive drops at recent auctions, the lift will be welcomed by many. I thought it was a pretty good result, actually. There were concerns coming into the auction, obviously, about Chinese demand, but they, they were relatively un, unfounded. You know, certainly, they participated very strongly in the skim milk, perhaps not as well in the whole milk powder, which is their traditional product, but we're seeing really good demand out of Southeast Asia, and that's been the case for the whole season, and that continued again last night. The price of whole milk powder, which strongly influences the payouts for local farmers, rose 3.1% to $3,397 a tonne. Mr McIntyre says after falling 30% from highs seen back in March, whole milk powder prices should remain stable going forward. Hopefully this is the start of recovery. If we can see Chinese demand return as we move through into the back end of our season, that'll obviously stimulate prices again. We're back trading in that current range of 27 to $3,300 US, which we sat in for five years. You know, if we do see a wholesale return in Chinese demand, you know, we should start to see a return to the prices that we had seen earlier in this year. That's Mike McIntyre from Jardin. Demand in the beef market is lacking and it's expected to stay that way until the pressure comes off processing plants. AgriHQ senior analyst Mel Crowe says delayed spring growth means feed levels are behind normal leading into summer, so there's not much confidence in the market and buyers are being cautious. That has put some downward pressure on the paddock market across most classes. Heifer values are the ones that have managed to hold up better. Now that's just due to live exports keeping supplies lower than would otherwise be the case. And the North Island, the Frisian wiener bull calf, prices have come down to the low to mid $500 per head range. With less being reared this year, it was thought that the demand was still going to be there and that prices would hold up better, but just low feed levels and delays in getting those older cattle off to the processes has unfortunately been working against those wiener values this year. 
It's Mel Crow from AgriHQ. Shareholders of meat company Alliance Group are being encouraged to vote in the cooperative's director's election. Four people are vying for two positions, Stuart Campbell, Don Morrison, Murray Taggart and George Tatham. Voting packs are being sent to shareholders who will need to have their votes in by December the 13th. It's hoped 32 new graduate vets heading to work in rural areas will help ease chronic labour shortages. Under the voluntary bonding scheme, which is in place to incentivise new graduate, graduates to work in remote areas, the vets get $55,000 over the next five years on top of their salary. One of the recipients, Holly Hender, who's just started as a vet in Gore, says the money is a big help. It's a really exciting opportunity. You know, I spent five years at university to get the degree and then Jumping into a first job can be quite scary, but, you know, in a good way. The funding's really helpful in terms of paying off that student loan. So a lot of us come out of university with a student loan sitting around $100,000. So to be able to put this grant towards helping pay that off puts us in, like, puts me in such a better position in terms of options in the next few years, whether I wanted to look into buying a house or buying into a vet clinic as a shareholder or eventually, you know, as a practice manager or owner. Holly Hender, who traded life in Auckland to live in Gore, says she hasn't looked back. Another recipient, Whanganui-based Katie Giddy, says she's really enjoying her new job as no two days are the same. I quite like the, I suppose, the connection side of things with the rural community. You know, you see the farmers come in with their best working dog that's got a sore foot or whatever, and then you see them a couple of weeks later doing sort of routine stuff on farm. So it's that sort of different environments and getting to know them. And I'm still quite early days yet, but I imagine sort of later down the track that familiarity will be quite nice. That's Katie Getty. And since the voluntary bonding scheme was introduced in 2009, 416 graduate graduate vets have gone through the program. And just lastly, there are concerns milk from cows which have been fed hemp could make people drowsy. With more countries legalising cannabis, the hemp industry is booming, with lots of new products coming onto the market, including animal feed. Researchers at the German Federal Institute of Risk Assessment wanted to test the impact on animals and fed 10 dairy cows hemp silage. They found the cows showed significant behavioural changes, including increased yawning, tongue play and unsteady movements. The research published in Nature food also showed the cows appeared drowsy and often stood for unnaturally long periods in abnormal postures. Their milk, which was tested, was found to have high levels of THC, the main psychoactive compound in cannabis that produces the high sensation. Researchers said levels were so high that if humans drunk the milk, it would cause drowsiness and alter their moods. And that's the rural news for today. Koe Rāti Purungo o te taiwhenua.